This episode is brought to you by the Roster Up Media Network, home to tangible insights for the NFL and fantasy sports. Check us out at rosterupmedia.com. Welcome back to the Giant Up Podcast. This is the happiest. I actually know for a fuck. No, I actually know for a fact. I almost cursed. I got to chill. We just started back up here. First regular season pod. Life's been a little bit crazy, so I apologize, but the pod is back. So let's set the tone here as Dable set the tone for the Giants. Holy F. Let's say that. I cannot believe we actually won a game, let alone the first one. (laughs) Dable went for two, huh? Man. Welcome back to the Giant Up Podcast. Saquon Barkley's back. I don't understand. I don't know what to even really say because I'm not used to doing podcasts when the Giants start the season 1-0. and I'm used to being sad, as I'm sure the rest of you are. But we got nothing to be sad about now. Because a win's a win. And that's what they say. Saquon Barkley, 18 rushes, 164 yards, 9.1 average. It's not bad, I think. Oh, and he scored a touchdown. Oops. Oops, he didn't go off. Oops, he's not leading the NFL in rushing after week one. Oops. Bull. Almost cursed again. So hard not to. When you're happy and angry. That's a funny thing about cursing. You want to do it when you're happy and you're angry. But on the back of Saquon Barkley, we won that game. And listen, I get, and I'll explain, I get a little crazy on Twitter. You know, things get crazy. Things get heated in the moment. And I'll tell you what, I'm not the biggest Daniel Jones advocate. And I want to get the negative stuff out of the way right now. I'm not the biggest advocate. A win's a win. Remember that. We won. But I am not the biggest Daniel Jones advocate. And I'll tell you why. He just looks uncomfortable out there. He looks weird. I don't I'm not I'm not exactly okay. I'm not exactly sure that I even want to get into that yet because I'm not going to write off Daniel Jones just yet. Just yet. We give him this year for the prove it year. He had a solid game. It was a solid game. He had his flashes. That touchdown to Sterling Shepard is a great play. But there were flashes of like, whoa, this guy's a bin as well. The interception was brutal. Brutal. Saquon unlocked the offense, and there's no denying that. We're not in that game without Saquon. Daniel Jones throwing that pick in the fourth quarter, I said, oh, it's over then. Launch that pick. 
but our defense got to stop. We got the ball back, and Saquon carried us down the field and carried us to that two-point conversion, by the way. Ridiculous. There were two dudes on him, and he juked them like they were actually little kids and bullied his way into the end zone like he was doing the entire game. He was bullying people. Derrick Henry looked like a stiff rod out there. He looked like an idiot. Saquon just went berserk. We'll talk about what the Giants D held Derrick Henry to. 21 rushes, 82 yards. Didn't find the end zone. Ooh, 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 ooh. That's nice. I mean, there's not many teams who can, I mean, we'll see how Derrick Henry is throughout the year, but that's a hard man to contain. Talking about one of the best running backs in the league over the last few years. You got to respect him. I know he's coming off an injury. He's probably getting warm again. I don't deny that Derrick Henry's going to start probably playing a little bit better as the season goes on. But give the Giants D some credit for containing the man. Wink Martindale and the motley crew of defenders he had to fire out there. Getting the job done. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty at, at, at all times. But they got the job done. Without Kayvon Thibodeau and Aziz Ajolari, I thought our defense was going to be a little bit in trouble. And we did have a little bit of trouble getting to the QB, but whatever it was, we got it done. And hopefully we get one, if not both of them back next week. We don't know. So at least up to, uh, up to this point that I'm recording this, we don't know. And if they say that they're playing next week, you'll see a ferocious tweet from me being juiced, because that was the one thing I was sad about going into this game. No Kayvon. You want to watch your picks play. And by the way, let's give a shout-out, too, to Andrew Thomas, who's a complete machine and our fearless leader on the offensive line. Say what you want about Gettleman. We don't know if it was his, you know, he saw the guy, but he made the right pick there. We'll take that, man. Oh, yeah, we'll take that, man. He was a ferocious leader on our offensive line. That's the guy you want to send out to battle. And according to PFF for Andrew Thomas, he had the third highest grade among all tackles in the NFL after week one. Give it up for Andrew Thomas, who had a scary rookie year. We didn't know if he was going to be good and then got good. That's why we need patience. Evan Neal also played a really Really solid game. A really, really solid game. I already love Evan Neal. You can see it. It's really hard to play tackle in the NFL. We saw how long it took AT, like I was just mentioning. Evan Neal, he's showing flashes of being a dominant tackle as well. And then we just build the line from within. Uh, the, the interior of the offensive line, it's a little bit, you know, a little bit shaky. A little bit shaky. But heck... They were opening up some freaking holes for Saquon. And now we're seeing firsthand what a healthy Saquon could do with some holes. Wow, that was crazy that I said that. That I have to have to not. Whew. Okay. Man, was that game insane. Oh my God. Sterling Shepard catching that touchdown too, like oh, towards Achilles last year. 
gone through so much injuries in his career. Our longest tenure giant reeling in a tud. And then it was a little, DJ threw it a little short, which is fine. DJ threw it a little short. And Sterling just made a veteran move and a beautiful cut and just threw a defender off him and just ran in the end zone. And I wanted to tear up because Shep, say what, you, say what you want. He has been injury prone. But when Shep's on the field, he's going to give you his all. He's going to fight. Doesn't matter what condition he's in. Doesn't matter what injury's coming. That kid's going to fight. And he's still on the team for a reason. And if he, you know, if he does that, we if we do have to go our separate ways from from Shep, I'd be really sad about that. I'd be really sad about that because he's the man. And we can also give a quick shout out. He had one big drop, which is fine. He had one really big drop. And that's fine because the rest of his game was crisp. Let's give a shout-out to Richie James. How about that? How about Richie James? Not only playing well as a receiver with five catches for 59 yards on six targets. He only had that one huge drop. That's it. Caught every other ball. And he was amazing on special teams. I mean, I love this kid on special teams. I'm so glad that he's in a return position for us because – it's just sick watching him return punts. He had a really good game. I got a feeling this year he could break one. Richie James is kind of the man, and I'm pumped about that. You can see why he made the team this offseason, because it wasn't going to be easy to make the team still. Uh, and he got a lot of burn, and we'll talk about that. So Richie James played good, but, but. Kadarius Tony, I kind of just had, I kind of just recently tweeted about Kadarius Tony. These are my thoughts. These are my thoughts. I, I I don't hate what what they did with KT. I'm a little I was a little bit confused, obviously, out the gate. I mean, when he was listed as a starter on the depth chart, I thought he was gonna get some burn. But he only played seven snaps. And I get where Dable's head's at. As long as this isn't consistent. If he plays seven snaps again next week, oh, then I'll be pissed. Then I'll be pissed. Because I, I just weirdly think this is some weird thing going on where it's Dable wants everyone to earn it right now. He wants everyone to earn it. The guys who have been working extremely hard in this camp, we see them playing. We see them playing well. They just fought to get us a win. And like KT said, man, we can't say a word. People are like, oh, are you mad about you not playing? He was like, we won't. I can't be mad. You, you lose, you're pissed. You're like, yo. We just lost that game. You barely played me. You played me seven snaps. Because if we lost that game, people would be livid that KT played seven snaps. But we won. So there's really not much you can say about it. I don't, I, I, I don't think this is going to be a consistent thing. I think he's going to play more than seven snaps next week. I think everyone knows that. And if he doesn't, then I'll be so confused at what they're doing with him. Then I'd be like, okay, there has to be something to this. Because in my eyes, Kadarius Tony is one of the most talented receivers on the Giants. He probably is the most talented receiver. When he touches the ball, he got those two rushes. He was electric. He almost threw the ball. That play was sick. I like that play, that they tried that, and I love that KT didn't force the throw. And he even still got like five yards on that play. Like That was a dead play, and any other stiff throwing that ball would have been actually sacked for a loss right there. 
but he still was just juking mad people out and gained five yards. And then he had another rush for like 17 or 18 yards. Like he ended the game with zero targets, which I'm upset about, but he had two rushes for 23 yards. Like he gains positive yards. Like he makes things happen. Put the ball in his hands. Put the ball in KT's hands and good things will happen. And Saquon. And they leaned on Saquon. And that's kind of cool because as much as I think he, he, we didn't rely too much on Saquon. He also had six catches for 30 yards. So we had, so we had 24 total touches in the game. He had 18 carries, six catches. I just love Saquon. I want him to remain, I want him to remain fresh. We got to get the ball in his hands, but we also, I don't want to overwork him. And that's where we could lean more on Kadarius Tony because he can make plays too. So let's get him more involved next week. But there ain't nothing to complain about, dude. We got to win. There ain't nothing you could say. There ain't. There aren't any changes that you can make. We beat the Titans in Tennessee. Like, that's the sickest shit. Like, congrats to every single person involved in that game. The coaching was phenomenal. I mean, the second half of that game, the coaching was off the charts. Like, they ramped it up. They, they, they set their game plans, and they attacked. And Dable just finished the job with his two-point conversion. So congrats on that. But now we look to the future. And guess what? The Giants, they have the one of the one of the easiest schedules in recent memory coming up here in this year. I don't I can't remember a season where we've had this easy of a schedule. It's not super easy by any regard, but easiest they've had in recent memory for sure. Because we got the Panthers at home. Next week, we just lost to the Browns. So they're going to be hungry. They're going to be pissed. They're going to be motivated. But you're going to tell me that's not a winnable game? Everyone knows that's a winnable game. It's the most obvious shit. That's a winnable game for the G-Men. We have an incredible chance to go 2-0. An incredible chance. We're going to be home in MetLife. We're returning home as heroes. People are going to be more hyped than they've ever been for week two of a Giants football game. We are 1-0. and Playing against the Panthers. We got this. We can go 2-0. I ain't afraid of Baker. All right? Baker's still getting used to stuff just as much as we are. This is the first time he's ever been on a new team. So there is going to be some shaky things going on. He's got to get to know Matt Rule. But people have been critical of Matt Rule. I don't know much of the situation over there in Carolina. I got to ask my buddy Tommy McGuire. Shout out Tommy McGuire who runs the, the Panther Up podcast. I got to ask him what the deal is. What happened with week one? Was it just some week one nerves? Everyone getting used to each other? Because that's an embarrassing loss. But you know what? The Browns are still really good. The Browns are still really good. I won't say that's an embarrassing loss. But you want to win that game for the Panthers, 100%. Jacoby Brissett's playing QB. Come on. Come on. You're solid. You got to win that game. But, man, we really do have a real chance to go 2-0 here. I mean, Christian McCaffrey's coming in healthy. He's playing this game. They got DJ Moore, some of their better, some of their better players that they got coming in here. And in – my eyes, that's doable. We're hopefully going to get some of our pass rushers back. 
Like I said, at this point, we don't know, but it'd be so huge to get Aziz and Kayvon Thibodeau back because they can be real threats on the edge. And if you take that pressure off, you let Lenny work on the inside too. You go with three rushers, Kayvon Thibodeau, Aziz, Ajilari, and, and Leonard Williams. You let those three go. You open up the game for Lenny. That's when he eats. Like, I think it was hard. It was hard. It was really hard without them because that takes away a lot of our speed as well. We looked a little bit slow, our D-line, even though they got the absolute job done on Derrick Henry. And that just goes to show you how dope the interior of that line is, how good the linebackers really played. I mean, certain players struggled here and there, but... Man, what an overall just great performance on the defense. I mean, when you cut guys like Blake Martinez, you worry. You worry about how well our defense is going to play. Losing James Bradbury. Losing guys like that is it's shaky. You start to get shaky. And guys got to step up and say what you want, but they did. They held them 20 points. They contained Derrick Henry. They did the job. The New York Giants did the job. It's good to be back podcasting, man. It's good to be back. It's good to be happy. It's good to be talking about a 1-0 football team heading into a winnable game for week two. We could be 2-0. Then we got the Cowboys without Dak Prescott, most likely. Like 95% no Prescott. For week three, like we are in winnable game positions. And then we have the Bears in week four. Can we be 4-0? Let's focus on week two first. Let's calm down. Let's focus on the task at hand. And that's Baker Mayfield, Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore, Matt Rule, and the Panthers. Whew. Welcome to MetLife.